0: Welcome to the first episode of failing to tell a story the series in which we discuss different adventures that entrepreneurs have gone on and the lessons that they've learned along the way, as well as the different failures that have occurred. In today's first episode, we're going to discuss my first big business failure. So common on the business that tried to provide college students with a resource that they could use to be able to share things anonymously and ultimately have someone to talk to about things going on in their life. To start, let's take you back to 2014. Back then, I was just a college student, one who was very lost in what he wanted to do in his life, but ultimately knew he wanted to be helping those around him. Back then, I was in the top 0.03% of League of Legends, a humble brag, as well as I had just switched my major for the fifth time, And the final time, thank goodness. It was now supply chain management, and I'd be graduating with that 5.5 year plan. Also, I just quit my job at Target and picked up a new one at the Market Research Lab at ASU. This job was fantastic in so many different ways. This job was tailored to help researchers get the best data they could get from different participants, most of which were college-age students. In this, we'd trial out surveys, see if all of the questions would lead to the different pages, or we would make different protein shakes because there would be experiments to involve that while well, participants may watch a video and experience disgust with the stevia overloaded shake versus the one that had no sugar at all in it. or My favorite, where we got the opportunity to act and be able to portray different characters to try and bring these participants in and believe that they're in a scenario that the researchers wanted. One of my favorite that has significance to the idea that we'll be discussing for my business was when I became a photographer. Now, in this scenario, I was supposed to present the participants with three different photos in three different methods. The first one was one where I was actually not there at all. It was all just based on paper surveys or online surveys. The next one was where I would talk to the participants on the phone with the three pictures in front of them. The next one was where I was right in the room with them and showing them the photos myself. See, This is going to be all well and dandy, except for the fact that these photos were just terrible. The first one was of a college student getting their grad photos. Nothing wrong with it until you realized her dress was a little too high up on her thighs, and she was laying down straight up in titanic pose. Nothing says, hey, I graduated grandma, like a skimpy pinup. The next one... Was very, very creepy. It was a portrait. Now, in this, it was very, very dark. And I say that in the sense that all the lighting was very shaded. The clothes that this participant or the uh, person in the, the photography portrait was wearing all black. And he had this blank expression on his face with a pencil mustache. Nothing screamed Chester like this guy did. And then lastly, the the photo that I presented was of three gals that were lying down, all staring dead-eye in the camera. Now, the other thing, too, was one was clearly the mom of the two daughters, with their hair intermixed, all redheads. And it looked like something that came straight out of The Shining, or something that made you have an eerie feel towards it, because none of them were experiencing any emotion as if they were soulless no pun intended towards them gingers by the way i am one so i do get a pass on that but yeah we would bring these participants into the room or talk to them on the phone and we learned that in the surveys they were very open and honest about their opinions them rating every single criteria very lowly the next on the phone people were a little more honest, but still hesitant knowing that there was a person on the other side. Lastly, bringing people in to look at the photos directly. It'd be so hilarious to watch these participants come in and just compliment my photography. They'd tell me what a wonderful job I did, often giving it higher on the scale than anything low. But there were a few incidents in which some of the participants were horrified. They saw the photos and these are those people that are very honest with what they believe so much. So that one participant was actually a a dad who was recently expecting for one of his daughters to graduate from college. And he looked at that photo and thought, what if my daughter was in there and needless to say, he graded everything very, very low so much. So after it, he told me I was a horrible photographer and I should give up the art completely. To which, to you, wonderful participant, I did. I don't do photography anymore. But with that, that's where we lead to the next part of the story, in which this job also presented me with the first opportunity to start thinking towards so common on. There was one research experiment that expected uh, or had the participants go to a separate location to start taking uh, an experience at the library, in which after they'd fill out a brief survey and hand it to me, who was sitting outside the library at a foldable desk or a foldable table. And n- needless to say, it was very boring, so much so that I, I started doing that kind of mental game of counting different weird things going on around me, like how many um, long borders would fall off and, uh, you know, have their longboard long far away from them and chase after it? Or how many people would awkwardly discuss what happened last night? But lastly, there was one group of participants in my mind that were kind of on the, the sadder side the ones that would be all hunched over and would be having their hair drooped in front of their face, or you could clearly see some sort of pain on their face. And these were the people that I felt for so much that I wanted to almost get out from my table, leave my post and go talk to them and see how their day is going. Because quite frankly, I know when I've been in those situations, I wish somebody would have come and just chatted with me for a bit. So with that said, I didn't do that because I loved my job and I wanted to keep it. But I started thinking. Wouldn't it be cool if people would just sit down in front of my table and start discussing what's going on in their life? So I could be a listening ear and contribute back to them and be able to comfort them, letting them know that failing a test isn't everything or, you know, maybe having uh, not being invited to a party isn't all that great. I mean, for me, quite frankly, failing a test was nothing because I tend to drop a semester or drop a class every semester. Or, to be honest, I just didn't like parties in general. So, yeah, I'd be more than willing to be a comforting side to that because, quite frankly, I thought I was doing pretty well at the time, and I was experiencing some of those things, too. Also, in college, it hit me pretty hard that I had people I could go to, but nobody that I... Or, I guess... I had people I could discuss what's going on in my, like, gaming world. Like, whenever I was playing video games, I had a group of people that I would play with, we'd have a good time, and leave it there. But I had nobody I would share emotional value with, because I was kind of friends with people during that time just for the good times, and a lot of them reciprocated in the same way. Whereas if one started sharing something that's going on in their personal life, it might have been a little bit weird. I know for me, I would have been more receptive to chatting it up, but there was some hesitancy on my side to be even able to share what's going on in my life. But this is where I started piecing things together. That it's hard to share with some of the people you know. And quite frankly, the whole idea of being able to talk to a stranger about issues that are going on in your life doesn't hurt that much because there's limited buy-in from that person or there's no real repercussion because it's not like they could go out and share with other people that you're a bummer or anything of that front. So I started thinking of ways that would be cool to be able to chat with somebody. Um, But even then, as I discussed earlier with the one uh, what is it called? Not treatment. Man, I, I'm still stuck in the, the work brain. Uh, experiment. With the one experiment uh, where we did the photography part, people were still very, very hesitant if they could see another face. Even though they had no buy-in to my photographer self, they would still be hesitant to share that these photos were terrible. Maybe some actually liked it. Who knows? Maybe somebody actually took one and ended up framing it in the room but that said I started thinking also all right there might be a bit of hesitancy what about the idea of being able to kind of box the other person off and still keep the the in-person feel to it but they wouldn't be able to see me I wouldn't be able to see them but we could just talk to each other then I realized there's definitely uh, a part of this in day-to-day right now which is if you're Catholic there's there's the confession that you can go into so uh, that's not something I wanted to start jumping into but I kept thinking about it pitching the idea back and forth to my parents who bless their souls they share what's going on in their minds and how things might not work whereas there's sometimes where I wish they would just say hey that's a cool idea run with it but I appreciate their criticism because it shows that they care and they want me to be thinking about what's going on with the idea and how the problems could occur. And to be fair, they helped me figure out that maybe this platform should be put online. That doing it in person would be a hassle for whoever is listening as well as a hassle for whoever is coming. Because it's not like a... A carnival situation where it's like a kissing booth and it happens just sporadically it, it would almost have to be planned because they need to know it's there they might not be willing to share some information voluntary so you have to go out advertise that they have to come to this one location and uh, meet with a total stranger which could be a little sketchy uh, to say the least so so began the, the idea that well I, I use Skype a lot I, I use a lot of different communication tools online to play video games and whatnot. So why not do the same? And so this started the next phase, which was making it a resource that could be online for uh, people to be anonymous as much as they wish to be. See, I took the theme of the survey uh, or experiment and said, Well, some people were willing to be open and honest face to face. Why not create it so you can choose to have the video option where you can talk to somebody and see their face because maybe there's some comfort in that. Or the next one where being able to talk to somebody uh, just with voice communication, so you don't have to see the expressions on the other person's face. Or maybe it helps that you can kind of dissociate the other person on the other side with somebody who might be thinking poorly of you or anything of that or lastly an option to be able just to do it through text to be able to just share what's going on in your life and have somebody on the other side responding back to you just like a customer service part on like a website so that's where I started and this idea kept growing and I I started thinking well what are what are the statistics behind this what what are some things that are really showing that this is an issue that college students are experiencing and it was very much my parents who kept pushing you know they for an idea to succeed it needs some sort of uh problem to solve and my parents were very good at encouraging me and being able to do once again we're going back to the fact that my parents are fantastic um, because they also, they push me to, to be that much better. So shout out to you, mom and dad, you guys are great. But this is the part where I started looking into data, data mining and understanding that there's a real need for college students because a lot of them are, are depressed. A lot of them are suicidal and there's a lot of mental health issues going on, especially during college, because college students are thrown into the system where they come straight out of high school thinking that they're going to be the next doctor. They're going to be the next, you know, billionaire, but they get thrown into reality real quick and they don't understand, you know, what it takes to get to that next level and where they might or should be heading. And so... Yeah, I kept diving into a lot of the, the research from, I think it's the National College Health Association. They have a statistic that they put out, or a sheet of statistics that they put out once a year showing different uh, results from college students and how they're feeling in that current year. And it kept spurring me to say, let's keep going, let's keep helping people, and let's set up a meeting with somebody who would know a lot of this. And that's when I decided to approach the head counselor at ASU and talk about this idea a little bit. So set up the meeting and met with him and started sharing what the idea would all be about. And I got the best news I think I could have gotten that day. He was all in. Now, the one thing that was a, a fork in the road was the question he asked. He asked me, do you want to lead it and I'll be a a good consultant for you? Or would you like me to lead it and you work underneath me? Being the college student that I was and wanting to be in charge of it, I decided to take the reins. And sometimes I look back and think, well, what would have been different if I would have just worked with him to be able to make this work? We would have had the funding. We would have had, the different resources that he had, the database that he does. And so we continued from there. So the next part that was a huge fork in the road in my idea was how far did I want to help different students? Because the problem would be some people would be out of reach of an untrained professional. See, that's when I started coming up with different tiers for people's problems and where when I should suggest for this person to go to a resource that could actually help them with their severe problem. The first tier was basically your everyday problems. Failing a test, maybe your toast flipped on the butter side, or heck, you know, maybe you just can't find that other sock. The next one was something that was impactful in your life and challenging and really would ruin a day, a week, maybe even a month, like losing a dog or dropping out of a whole semester. Then the last tier was complete depression and suicidal thoughts. This is a tier that I couldn't touch. I wanted to be able to be somebody who could comfort these people and be a resource to them before they get to this point. Because after that, it needs to go to people who are trained, as well as those who can deal with the harder issues. So that's exactly how I started structuring it. And along the way, I decided, well, I should start getting some mentoring, go to some people who've been in the entrepreneurial game for a while, and the good news was ASU was hosting different things from this guy who his name was Edson. He had a, a program that allowed entrepreneurs to have counseling or uh, yeah, counseling wisdom from different people who uh, have gone through multiple entrepreneurial adventures. Uh, a program that would allow you to get some funding. No funding up front, but this is exactly what I wanted to do. So I applied, I made this video. In fact, I still have it on my original YouTube channel. And it's very funny to watch because you can also see the, the hope and the passion behind every word. And you can see that, that young man, that little me that wanted to make a difference in the world. And it's, it's very cool because I can also say with full honest honesty that that passion hasn't changed, that that man is still me. So yeah, that was just also cool to find the other day. And maybe at some point I'll share it, whether it's on Twitter or I, any other social media platform that I really don't participate in right now, but I'll share it one day. But with that, I got in. And it was a real cool moment because all things were pointing to my first big success. Problem being, I got a deadline from the counselor at ASU that he wanted to have some results by some point at the end of summer. And the problem being is I wanted to be a nonprofit. Now, a nonprofit has a lot of steps you have to go through to be able to get that certification you need a a board you need to be able to uh yeah I guess I actually don't remember all too much except for the board because that's kind of what I was stuck on and then also a game plan to present to the board and be able to justify your idea to them and everything of that sort and so I started asking around some of the people I respected as my mentors and people I believe that would be great on the board but they kept asking me the same question where's your your business outline where is what is the end goal how are you gonna even get this started and all of these questions that were great questions but I didn't have answers and I I did the thing that a lot of people do when they're faced with pressure they just kind of give up they go off and play video games for six to eight hours a day, or you pick up the pencil, start writing down the same word over and over or the same kind of thought and you get nowhere. And then at the end, you're discouraged and time kept flying. Days kept passing. And eventually I got to the deadline. And this is when I made my first big failure. I gave up and it hurt. Because something I was so passionate about died in an instant with just an email or multiple emails because I not only had to tell the counselor I didn't have anything for him, but I also had to go back to the program and tell them I'm leaving it because I didn't want to be taking up a seat in something that I couldn't do. Now, reflecting back, I'm so blessed to have this opportunity For this failure, because I learned that in this scenario, I didn't believe in the man that I was saying I was the man that I was wanting to be. And I didn't believe I could become that person I wanted to be. So I just didn't keep trying to become that person and I just gave up even then I didn't even ask for an extension on the deadline I didn't reach out to my counselor within the program and say hey I need help in this because I'm about to lose my opportunity but you know what this has led to multiple opportunities to share with other people the failure that has gone on and the opportunity to reflect and look back and say that I am enough for making strides towards something, that there isn't something that has to happen immediately. It can take time to happen. And it does take effort to be the man that you want to be. Don't just give up and start playing video games. Go and talk to people who can encourage you, who can be able to, to share with you that they believe in what you're doing. In that situation, I wish I would have went and talked to the counselor himself. Who better to be able to talk to about the the self-doubt? But ultimately, this has led to me saying, I want to make something as good as what I had before. And heck, maybe even one day I'll pick up this idea again. In fact, maybe the idea is already out there. But... This is where I first started thinking, I want to save the world. I want to be that person for other people who are going through such hard times that they need somebody else to pick them up and help them go their way because they're in a spot where they feel like they can't change themselves. And that's the exciting part about today and this podcast and being able to share my passions in this first episode of the story series that this is not the end that wasn't the end and I have a lot more adventures to tell you about and the failures that I experienced and ultimately the reality of it's making me the person I am today so thank you so much for listening I am excited to to share more about my life and yeah keep listening and I think I'll keep you you guys are fantastic.